Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to put the shades on, fasten your seatbelt, and mash the gas pedal, because it's time for Automation Avenue, a podcast for retail and financial leaders looking for ways to automate and accelerate their businesses. Continue to love this guy, George Thomas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, He is wiser beyond his years, I will say. But we are going to talk about one of the largest pain points in financial institutions, and that is those commercial customers. And as profitable as they may be for your financial institution, uh, they can really be a strain on resources in your teller line, handling uh, the amount of cash that they bring in and change orders, so on and so forth. So we're going to talk about the problem a little bit and then talk about potentially some ways you may not know of to help solve that problem and, and handle those customers as good as you can. Now, Sean, um, you know, it's interesting because commercial deposits, I have my own feeling on that, and I'll probably get a chance to share that a little bit later in the podcast. But when these large commercial deposits come in, I guess my first question is, how do they come in? Are they on the back of a donkey with those, like, coffee bean bags? You know, is somebody dragging a camel into your bank? How do folks get uh, those uh, commercial deposits into the financial institutions? So I'm going to break it down into kind of two of the main categories, and one of those could could come a variety of ways. But typically, it is either going to come in the form of a night drop bag, um, which would either be delivered by a person from this particular business or potentially an armored car that may drop that off uh, to be processed uh, when the bank staff can handle that. Um, One of the worst days for night drop bags is Monday morning, so these... uh, Uh, Retail and commercial accounts have been open all weekend, and they are anxious to get that cash that they've taken in over the weekend delivered to their bank and put on deposit. So, you know, we've worked with a number of clients that have 100, 150, even 200 night drop bags that they have to work through uh, that Monday morning, which can obviously bring on some time crunch and staffing challenges on a on a Monday so we'll talk about that a little later uh, the other main reason or the other main way that these uh, commercial accounts come in is you know they walk right in your lobby door with their bag of cash and and they want you to count it right then in front of them and uh, they may also need a change order while they're there to buy some coin for their business so you know um, 
that can maybe have a little bit more of a direct impact to your customer service in your lobby when one of those folks walks in, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, George. Sean, I do know what you're saying. As a matter of fact, I've had that happen. I can I can recall one time when I walked into the bank and uh, I quickly noticed that the lady in front of me had three uh, bags kind of shoved under her arm. I, you know, she was wearing a uniform. I won't say what company it was, but I quickly... Uh, and I'm being dead honest when I, I say this because there was one line open. I, I prayed to Jesus and I said, please, please let there be another teller and open another line because I knew I was going to be standing there. And immediately my customer experience was like, this stinks. So, you know, one of the things that we consult with institutions is, you know, how, how do those commercial clients affect your customer service? And, you know, it can be very much a staffing challenge when it gets towards lunchtime and certain tellers have to take lunch at certain times. So you may already be down a person, maybe even two at the teller line or in the branch in general, and in comes that commercial client. And, you know, lo and behold, there's a, a medium sized lunch rush of people trying to come in and get Get their banking activities done and nobody wants to stand behind that person and wait for what can sometimes be 10 15 30 minutes while the teller has to work through potentially a large batch of checks or you know upwards of maybe even fifty thousand dollars in mixed cash that that particular client needs counted so um, you know, you really need to look for a solution. And that's one of our specialties is how do you help solve that problem of that commercial client coming into your lobby? And how is that going to affect your customer service for your non-commercial clients? You know, here's the issue, Sean, is that, you know, having great customer service is very important. But in the banking business, right, it is a business and it, it is about profitability. So, you know, immediately we're kind of talking about staffing. So what kind of staffing problems can this cause with these commercial deposits and keeping your customer service and your lines down, stuff like that? So, you know, any CFO is going to tell you that they're, you know, their largest um expense is going to be staff or non-interest expense, and they're looking for ways to kind of reduce that operational cost. Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is a number of institutions, you know, tend to throw staff or people at problems like this with handling cash. So they may be paying overtime to have two or three tellers come in early on a Monday morning to start the uh, night drop bag deposit process because it takes so long that they want to try to get a head start on that before the regular customers start to come in and take some of those resources. So you know, if I'm looking as a as a staff manager, an HR director, and I'm I'm realizing we're paying a lot of overtime, or I, I've been charged to keep our costs down, that's one of the areas where uh, overtime typically shows its head. Is there there's just some extra windows of time where tellers are working to try to get through that cash so they can serve the rest of the customers during the day. Um, another problem it may cause, again, is resources, and, and uh, you may end up hiring a, a half or even a full FTE to help you with some of those peaks of cash, but that person is still there on maybe Tuesdays and Wednesdays when it's you know slower and, and not as active, so you're, you're essentially paying that, that full-time salary when maybe you really only need them a couple hours a week based on volume, so you know that, that's really a challenge that is, is there a better 
better way to do that than than throwing staff uh, at the problem, which is what you know ninety percent of the financial institutions they you know they're screaming for extra people before uh, they look at potentially a different solution. Um, certainly, you know, in the branch during the day, uh, there can be dual control challenges. So again, you know, going back to that lunchtime scenario where you're already down a person, so maybe you normally have three tellers there. Now there's two. You know, if if someone's working a deposit or if there needs to be a vault transaction, all of a sudden that has to be done in dual control, and those people have to go to the vault. So now you are left with no people to wait on customers. And if I'm walking in. To, cash my check at 1230 and I don't, you know, I see a line of two or three people with no teller there. Uh, I, I, I probably turn around and see if I can find another branch or at least think about maybe am I banking with the right institution? So that yeah. goes back to that, you know, how is that going to affect your customer service level. Yeah, Sean, I've been at that bank. I, I've been there. I love when I walk into the bank uh, and, you know, there's there is not a soul in sight. That is that is not a heartwarming feeling when you end up in that situation. So I, I think if you, you know, again, this is a problem that most banks deal with. The credit unions are starting to dip that toe into those business accounts and uh, commercial accounts. So, you know, I I think we've laid the problem out pretty well here for you. You got large amounts of mixed cash coming in that you've got to authenticate, make sure you're not taking in counterfeit notes. You've got to make sure that your straps uh, are all of the denomination that you say they are. And, and you know, how do you handle that problem without having to necessarily add people or pay overtime? I think, I think that's where we want to go from here. Yeah, definitely, Sean. I think here's the deal. One thing that I love about being part of the automation Avenue podcast is that we give them actionable items, things that they can do. We don't just talk about the problems, but we give them solutions. And in this case, you know, commercial deposits, um, keeping tellers where they need to be, keeping your customer service um, in the upper, you know, 90% or 85% range where it needs to be. What are some tangible physical solutions that they could start to implement uh, at their financial institutions? So one of my favorite tools, and uh, you know, I got asked this question by a CFO recently. You know, what is what is the fastest way to process cash coming in? I mean, that again, that's a challenge and a constant refrain we hear from the market. So. It comes from an often overlooked tool, and that's typically where we like to start, is the cash discriminator, which is simply a money counter uh, that recognizes multiple denominations. It's looking for counterfeit, but we typically tend to add a little twist to that. So the machine is very powerful in its own realm, and you're looking at an investment you know, of around $3,000, plus or minus several hundred dollars. So you know, if you're out there and you're trying to think, how can I solve this problem? Well, if you can solve it for three to $5,000, that's probably something senior management would be very interested in. But at QDS, we, we tend to take that machine by itself and then add an extra level and actually integrate that into your teller system. So if I'm a teller and, and George walks in with $10,000 that he wants to deposit in his business account, I can pull up my cash in screen in my teller system. I can simply run that cash one time through my discriminator and then I push print and it would then populate those values by denomination into my teller system and eliminate any keystrokes that I may uh 
errantly hit or um, a lot of our clients uh, actually don't denominate the deposit because it takes too long and therefore it gives me a much better audit record of so if I if I have a teller that's out of balance not only does it happen quick but I also have a good denominational record of that deposit you know Sean if people are listening right now and they kind of want to know more about what a discriminator is they want to learn more about integration I do want to just take a moment and tell them that they can check out blog.qualitydatasystems.com. There's a lot of articles that actually talk about these pieces of cash automation. But Sean, what's another um, tool or tip that you can give them that they can start to implement at their branch? So again, depending on the environment, um, most people with nowadays are beginning to consider cash recyclers. And that that is a word and a, and a product that has come very much uh, into a great interest here in the U.S. market. It's been over in Europe now for for, uh, going on 10 years. So, it, you know, the U.S. tends to lag a little bit behind uh, Europe in terms of technology and what they're using in banking. So the cash recycler has been around maybe 10 years here in the U.S., but has really piqued the interest of a lot of institutions as they're looking to, again, gain efficiency and reduce their expenses as, as the economy has taken a downturn. But a recycler, you really need to figure out what environment that makes sense. So a lot of our competitors may throw recyclers at situations where it's not ideally set up to succeed. Typically, you want to start looking towards a recycler when you start involving cash management overall in the branch as well as vault transactions. So if you just have a heck of a lot of cash that you got to count and that you're taking in and you're not giving very much of it back out, then a recycler isn't really ideal for that environment. That, that, tends, to, that tends to keep you in that cash discretion solution. But if you start to have multiple tellers that are needing to buy and sell cash during the day, um, you know, after you take those night drop bags in, if you're doing a lot of check cashing during the day or potentially on Thursday and Friday, which are typically heavy cash out days for most institutions, you begin to really gain some efficiency by having a cash recycler, which is essentially a virtual vault right there in your teller line where all of your tellers have access to that cash. Typically, two of them are using that device for every single transaction. So it really allows you to manage your cash in that machine, in the branch, and and be as efficient as possible. And lastly, um, being able to do things in dual control where the machine acts as single control. So again, going back to that environment where you may not have the staff to handle a dual control environment or you have added staff to make sure you're always dual control compliant, the machine, the cash recycler, can actually act as the second control. So now I can really run my teller line at lunch with one person because the machine is keeping an audit trail of everything going on at that time. So I don't necessarily have to have two people there, and she's essentially got an unlimited supply of cash that she can take in and give out from that device. So it really, it really can um, streamline your teller line operations and and your staffing model required to stay in compliance. Which obviously compliance is a big buzzword these days, but that's that's a topic for another day, my friend. That's definitely another podcast. You know, Sean, here's the deal: if people are interested in uh, this. Topic, Topic in commercial deposits, in cash recyclers, discriminators, automation. You know, it's kind of a scary world out there. But QDS, Quality Data Systems, we actually have a free 
cash automation assessment that people can take. If you go to the website, qualitydatasystems.com, the first thing you're going to see on the homepage is a cash uh, automation 101. That's a free ebook they can download, but right below that, they can just click a simple link that connects to one of um, our kind of tech folks that will help them and run them through a, an assessment so they don't buy the wrong technology because that's something that you definitely probably have seen in the past and don't want to see other people fall uh, prey to. Yeah, I think that's one of our strengths here at QDS. And in, in summary, you know, we talk about action items and, you know, George gave you some great directions on how to find that. But, you know, although most of the problems are similar. Everybody's environment is a little bit different. And that's one of the things that we stress here at QDS is, is hopefully to find the best solution to solve your particular environment with the least spend possible. So, you know, you may have had other vendors come in and look and maybe they don't have all the tools uh, necessary to solve that problem. So they may, they may lean you towards a tool that could partially solve the problem, but maybe 10 times as expensive as a solution uh, that would actually solve the problem very well. So that's that's one of our goals and our core values here at QDS is is to have solutions with the highest integrity and really use our expertise to hone in the right solution for the right dollar to give you the best return on your investment there as a financial institution. Well, folks, that about sums it up for this episode of Automation Avenue. We want to remind you to go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. That will definitely help us out. If you have friends in the financial space, share out this podcast. Hey, it's free. They'll love you for that. Remember, he is at QDS underscore Lion and I am at George B. Thomas on the Twitter sphere. If you have any questions about cash automation or branch transformation, we are here to help you. Until next time, folks, remember, automate to accelerate your business. Mm-hmm.